I think we're talking enough that we should put it in a podcast again. And then you got the camera and here we are. We were some fresh faced boys. Yes. Uh, and you I didn't have the curls. <laughs> on my beard and none of it on my head. It felt like an adventure. You can hear the music playing in my head. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of The X Bottom. I'm one of your hosts, Alejandro. With me is the gardener, master of garden shears. Paul, hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm the... <laughs> You've come up with the weirdest titles for yeah. me. I... <laughs> How's everything going, Alejandro? It's been good, especially after yesterday we did uh, how many hours of, re uh, of reactions? Like at least three. Yeah, with like a break in between because yeah. we thought it was going to be back to back. But, uh, you know, just same old, same old. It's like the month is almost over. It feel things are feeling a little more exciting. And guess what? There's more rain over here. Same as here, right? <laughs> same here. It's currently just pouring rain again. Yeah. Now, like, can you believe it's been almost a year since you, since you were ga gathering yourself to get ready for Ida? I um, don't think I'm ever going to forget it. I wish I could, though, yeah. because boy, was that a time. Um, I know it was probably in about uh, the 29th, I think we said. Mm -hmm. um, so in like five, five days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that was that was a time and that was not a fun time. So I'm really hoping we get a break this year. But some people have been saying it's going to be another uh, busy one once uh, September kicks off, they're thinking. Yeah, hopefully. Uh just like last year i know ahead of time if you're gonna like if you're gonna be going into shelter to see what we do as like a replacement yeah. like last year sack came in clutch but there's something about this year that i don't know i know he's probably listening but he hasn't been on in our show for like this entire year and he's a busy man yeah he's been busier i wonder if, with what maybe just playing elden ring <laughs> so, but we'll see what happens but hopefully you're not gonna suffer any other hurricanes there and okay. we don't get hurricanes over here we just get bunch of rain the worst that could happen is that it knocks out my internet that would suck but yeah <laughs> but yeah but we get to escape a little bit because this is the x bottom podcast our gaming podcast that posts every thursday from 2 p.m onwards god willing available on the youtube channel escape media as well as most audio services around the world apple podcast spotify and the like you can find links in the rss feed at anchor.fm escape dash media if you enjoy our show give us a like and subscribe so let me just check something real quick and go. So, Paul, tell me, what have you been playing? I, um, as the briefest of mentions, was plugging away at Jack 2 the other day. I got to a lot further. I finally reached beyond the really frustrating parts of that game, mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying myself again, but also just kind of wanting to be done with it. Uh, besides it's long. That, it's yeah. long, I tell you. Jack 2 is way longer than anyone would expect <laughs> and uh besides that i started uh and then finished uh horizon forbidden west finally completed it <laughs> i i <clears throat> went back to it i had like a, a long weekend where the wife was out of town and i could just really dial in and i mostly mainlined i did a few side quests that mm -hmm. i was told were uh, either good ones or like gave you something really good out of it <clears throat> like the one that gives you uh, there's like a legendary javelin mm -hmm. uh, of course like doing the arenas to get all of the really good bows and by the end there excuse me there was this one um, 
special move where you have to kneel down and you fire this really powerful explosive yeah. shot and i was like two shotting some of the enemies and it just felt really very satisfying right um <clears throat> yeah so i was like because that's the problem that i get a lot of the time when so much is available to be unlocked you know that some of it is like intended to be used more than some others or some are better designed and when each of the things that you get is just like it's going to fill the same slot that you have to pick which option you're going to use it kind of like overwhelms me and then i oftentimes pick not the best uh option mm -hmm. So I had to kind of rely on some tutorials or suggestions, but overall I enjoyed myself. It was a great little romp. The ending was super cool. Mm -hmm. um, to not spoil it for anybody that didn't play it, but uh, it's awesome. And it really builds on everything that you've done beforehand, almost like a Mass Effect game where yeah, it's all you. <laughs> you really are just preparing, gathering up your forces, talking to your buddies. And then at the end, it's like, all right, boys, let's go. And you just flood in with all of your buddies uh, and do some awesome, crazy Infinity yeah. War stuff. It's it's the closest uh, a game has gotten to doing the suicide mission from Mass Effect 2. Uh, no game still has gotten to the level of consequence of that game yeah. where everything could happen, but this is the closest something has gotten. And it made me feel happy to get that warm feel of like, man, remember when there was this RPG almost 10 years ago that really all built towards this final suicide mission? <laughs> so. it, and it was so powerful that it actually held with all of our collective consciousness for that many years, despite mm -hmm. the issues that that series had. Oh, yes. And uh, so what else, Paul? Um, I also tried out, uh, yesterday it came out, the Midnight Fight Express game. Now, um, did you buy that or did you try it on Game Pass? I went ahead and bought it because Game Pass is 15 bucks, really, but I knew that it was either I was going to buy that and then not need it for future months, mm -hmm. and then I would lose access to this game. So I decided to just buy it. It was $20. Um, and I know it kind of is up my alley more than a few other indie games mm -hmm. that I try. So I just went ahead and took the plunge on it. It was, um, it, it's got a couple of problems that I know could be fixed with patches. However, mm -hmm. overall, I'm definitely positively, uh, it's, it's a positive experience so far. Um, it's definitely a less refined Sifu. Mm-hmm. Um, and if oh, you yeah. like <laughs> took Arkham, uh, the Arkham series combat and like took a little of the polish away from it, mm -hmm. uh, where it's like, you can kind of do whatever, but sometimes they like throw so many options at you. Like say for Sifu, you have to like hit one button and then hit up or down on your controller stick to decide how it happens. There's a lot of those kind of combos that you can unlock. And it was kind of like, all right, these are a lot of different ways to do the same thing, which is like, it's a finisher and the person dies and you move on. So it's like, it almost feels like there's a lot to do the same thing, which is all just fight. But at the same time, that's what the game's about. And mm -hmm. it's really more about doing better, getting your combos, don't get hit and kind of blending in that hotline. But Miami that's, a, aspect that's the thing, it. like are there combos because I played it a little bit and yes. you only attack with X and holding X for strong attacks. And so, why it's like to? Yes, I played it on Xbox. So, um, yeah. It's all uh, stuff that you unlock. So you start off with that one move that's a punch, mm -hmm. and then you hold the the punch, and then there's like the combo, and you hit L one to do the finisher out of it. There's stuff that builds off of that. So there's 
um, tap light attack twice, you get a finisher out of it. You have a special counter move that uses a kick. You have grapple moves. You have a pistol that you unlock mm -hmm. that recharges uh, that you can string in. There's like a rope dart gun or something that mm -hmm. you permanently unlock as well. There's like five different uh, skill trees <clears throat> and each one is adding more combos and opportunities and like uh, ability to counter people with weapons, finishers with guns. It's like, it's a lot of stuff. So at first I was like, oh, I really hope there's going to be more to this because I was getting a little concerned. And then after like the second level, which the levels go pretty quickly, you can knock them out in like five minutes ish. Mm -hmm. And besides that, I just continued on. Um, it gets a little uh intense there's a they throw a lot at you after a while mm -hmm. and it's really gonna be uh i kind of want to go back to previous things like sifu and like just get good at the fundamentals and then build off of it because uh where sifu is like really intense three yeah. four five people this mm -hmm. is like 10 guys at one point some of each of them have like a spe special move um and it's really about kind of controlling the environment so it's fun it's crazy but um i think that with time i'm gonna continue to like it and i'm gonna keep pushing on it um as time goes on so uh what have you been playing Alejandro? yeah so um i tried a little bit of midnight fight express because i completely forgot that that game came out because something else to me i was like i had a feeling that uh he's he hasn't really touched this if he hasn't mentioned it yes yeah, and then it was when that you bad no no, if there's something bad, I'll, I'm surely gonna talk about it in our chat. Fair but um, but something else came out that uh, that same day that we're gonna talk about it later. Yep. But uh, it was like, yeah, I just tried it literally uh, five minutes before we started recording, just to kind of get get a feel for it. I was like, because you mentioned that seafood kind of thing, I was like, hmm, I want to see that because I was not. I wouldn't say I was big on seafood. I was frustrated by seafood, but I had some fun with seafood, especially when they patched mm. in the easy mode because that game's tough. So. Yep. Yeah, I will I say uh, they already have accessibility options. I haven't gone through them, but it looks for like midnight, you can. For, for Midnight yeah. Fight Express? Okay. So you can kind of dial things in as you like. Yeah, uh, perfect. But anyway, so, continue. But yeah, what, but what I've really been playing was I finally finished Jack 3. So I finally did my whole journey through the Jack trilogy. And I'm still undecided if Jack 3 or Jack 1 are my favorites. But I will certainly say that Jack 3 was much better an experience for me than Jack 2. Even though I've thought... Uh, the kitchen sink approach of Jack 2 is more impressive as like a, from a jump from 1 to 2. Yeah. But Jack 3 was like, the story had some really fun twists near the end. That was that actually caught me off guard. I was like, oh, okay. And uh, the final boss was... It's ironically, uh, this game came out a year before Shadow of the Colossus. It was a Shadow of the Colossus style boss fight. And uh, it was like, I was like, huh. So wow. they actually did this kind of thing first. when Because it's a big boss in the desert when while you're riding your buggy. And this like massive robot that you see in the distance and it doesn't load. And there's something cool about that kind of scale of a boss that you can travel the whole map as you fight it. So, and uh, especially when they reveal what the precursors are, I'm not going to spoil you that. That gave me like a good chuckle. Oh, I actually do know that one. That that, um, that, the, that, the, that the precursors are yeah, basically... The ocelots. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I remember hearing that and that... Is um the girl that Dax is into? Did she get transformed yes. into one in three? That yeah, was in three. When that happened. Okay. Yeah. I remember seeing that over the shoulder of my roommate. I was like, "What the crap?" <laughs> yeah, that was such a like 
that did so much into like lightening up the tone for what had become of Jack because obviously Jack went through its uh, Stranger of Paradise slash Jack Chaos phase of edginess and, uh, and Jack 3 was like still had a little bit of that because it was still not ignoring everything that happened with Jack 2 and the personalities but it did so much to kind of lighten up the tone even though it was still a little bit apocalyptic with uh, the world ending with this like uh, dark monsters from like years past that are like the string universes and blah 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 and uh figuring out the precursors are basically what daxter became and some of them act like so goofy one of them one of them feels like it's straight out of the goofy movie i tell you it did oh. it, it, it did so much to be like okay i love it i'm glad they uh they uh swerved like this because it's like they, because jack is a fun like no matter what it's like, even with his edginess, Jack is kind of a funny series. There's like just something inherently funny about it. But uh, I feel with Jack 2, I was laughing at it because of how edgy it tried to be. With only like Daxter trying to like living up the mood. I'm glad that they remembered that with the end of this trilogy. And the story doesn't end here because there's a PSP game, Lost Frontiers, that also came to PS2. There's no way for me to like access that. So Jack and that wasn't done by Naughty Dog. In fact, Naughty Dog was working on that PSP game and then they quote-unquote canceled it they were like stop working for it because they needed did, to work on uncharted did so, that like continue the storyline or something appa- apparently did oh shit. but um but Nobody it's like never talks about that exactly because it wasn't made by naughty dog it was made by uh high impact games i think it was called because they took what naughty dog had started and they just finished it on psp and it's on psp so and sony hasn't made it easy to acquire it also so it's like the only modern ways that you can play uh, modern jack is that trilogy and Jack X. That's also on. Uh, that's also in the PS2 classics for PS4 slash five. So I was done with Jack, and then just to kind of close the loop because it's the only thing that I hadn't played in this like project that I'm embarking on. I went back to the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy, and uh, I beat the original Crash Bandicoot in two hours and thirty minutes, and that was. Uh, that was shocking. You're like a speed runner and reincarnated or something because you just naturally like blast through games. When I played games before, like I, I can go into speed into some sort of speed run mode. I I'd be like Jack took me a while because I've never played them. I don't know if it would be much faster if I go back to them now. But like Crash Bandicoot, I played especially that original one, I played it many times. And Jack and Crash and then I went to Crash 2. I'm not as an expert for that one because that was the only Crash game that I didn't grow up with. I mean, I played it when I was little, but I didn't own it. That's the only one that I rented it. I owned the first one and I owned the third one. So I know those are like the back of my mind. So I'm still working through Crash 2 because these are short games. I enjoy them. But then I had to stop because finally, after two months of waiting, my Xbox Series S finally made it home here. <laughs> and How has that been? That Series S is a mightily impressive tiny machine for the for the things that it does to some of the games that I played and specifically the quick the, the quick resume feature that was touted before it came out and getting to witness that in front of me I tell you as someone that likes sometimes playing many different games quick resume is a godsend being able to like switch between games that are all in rest mode in between like 5 5 seconds and resuming right where you, where you where you stop them because obviously in uh in the PS5, you can uh, you can put the game in rest mode and then you, uh, you you turn it on and you can start right on. Imagine being able to do that with six different games at, the, at a time and being able to switch between all of them with 
no load with as minimal loading as possible and on top of that being able to play a bunch of 360 games that eventually got xbox one x enhancements and have those enhancements there and making many of those old games look new like being able to see final fantasy 13 which didn't look good on 360 it looked great on ps3 now it look it, it got like a 4k resolution patch and getting to see that game now is like it's insane be like wow this is 12 years old and it looks better than most modern games uh, the original Red Dead, that it's already like, it, it's, it's graphical style look grimy in, in modern times, especially when you compare it to how Red Dead 2 eventually looks, getting to see that game finally like super sharp again, or at least because I, you, you remember it looking sharp back when we were in 720p TV, it's not yep. in 4K TVs. And, I, and I retried it once on my Xbox One and I was like, this is trash. So it, I remember you posted a screenshot that did more for me than anything somebody could just verbally talk about. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, when I posted a screenshot from my phone and then from within the game and you see like how clean yep. it looks now. It's That's like, the one. it's, I tell you, I keep saying it over and over and over again. If Xbox had figured the freak out how to like properly manage their portfolio to release their new exclusives on top of all the features that they have, they would be the easy winner winners. Because seeing not only those games, but also the original Assassin's Creed, having that resolution improvement, plus being able to run at 60 frames, a game from 2007, and it looking as good as it still does. There's just something so cool about that machine, being able to not only have such a massive library from many, because they don't have the full library of the original Xbox or the 360, but they have so many of the games and so many of the important games that being able to play them at that quality and with the instant loading and the, the system is so quiet. The controller is over here. It's like, it's so nice. There's like a nice texture in the in, in the triggers that just feels so nice. And, and, and the uh, D-pad has amazing clickiness everywhere that... It, 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 it's just so very pleasing to play. And I tell you, it's like, I'm, I'm just glad that... Um, at the very least, I get that minimum, like that kind of like common denominator Xbox to just be able to play all of these games. Because I know that I have to be realistic. Three to four years from now, I know that the lower specs of that machine may start crumble. That's just the reality. But for what I got for the price and how it plays a bunch of the old games that I love playing from the Xbox, because I associate more my experience with the Xbox playing backwards compatible games than I do modern games. I associate more modern games being playing them more on my PS5. It just it's playing everything so well, and also uh, it's good that I have I have gotten more of a of a preference in playing with in performance modes than I do resolutions because even though the Xbox Series S upscales a lot of things, like for example, I tried Halo Infinite in it, and that game definitely looks way blurrier than it did when I played on P when I played it on PC really? uh, because because it has like a dynamic resolution so. There are some times where it looks like really bad. Sometimes it looks really good, depending on the time and the and the scenario. It runs at a perfect 60 frames. I'm like, this game, Halo has never been a looker, basically. So, so it's like, it plays so well. And I play the multiplayer again. I'm like, yeah, man, why is Halo? Why does Halo Infinite play so good? And everything else has just been so badly mishandled. That game is just such a, it, it's so unfortunate. Like what, what that product has become since we played it at launch, but... I tell you, it's it would be a worthy price. Like if you don't want to like plop up at five hundred dollars for the Series X, like if you don't care about four K, if you just care about being able to play a bunch of these games, and especially like the value of Game Pass is still like undeniable. I'm gonna be 
paying paying for Game Pass from here on out. It's been it's been totally worth it. I'm, I've been so happy for it, and uh, I can't wait to play more Midnight Fight Express when we're done recording because it, it's there. And also that stupid Omori game because I had that um, I had a, I had a crank experience when I tried it two day two nights ago. And for Zach's sake, because he recommended it me, recommended it to me, I'm gonna push through just to see it through because I sure have recommended other things to him. So, but enough of that, Paul. Because we were playing something else, but we're not gonna talk about it right now because it's part of the news. So, press X. Or news. Yeah, we didn't talk about this game because it's part of one of the two live streams that we did this uh, this week. Um, it, the first one's already live, our Destiny 2 Lightfall uh, rea uh, reaction for the showcase. The other reaction is still like, I'm I'm having trouble downloading the video file so I can overimpose the thing. So that's really? still like something I'm going to be working on it. So bad. if it doesn't show up, it's because I wasn't able to acquire the video to be able to just overimpose it. That would suck. But we reacted to two of the showcase. So let's talk about number one, the Destiny 2 2022 showcase recap palm. So... Point one, Bungie officially unveiled the next expansion for Destiny 2 called Lightfall. Lightfall was originally unveiled back in 2020, but this was the first official details. The next expansion is releasing on February 28, 2023, and will be in the secret city of New Muna on Neptune. The expansion will once again feature a big focus on its campaign after the positive reception of the legendary campaign on Witch Queen, and will feature the latest darkness subclass, Strand. The expansion will also feature new activities and new raid, new exotics, and more. Before we continue, Paul, what were your impressions of what we saw of actual Lightfall? I liked it. <laughs> it, um, honestly, I had no idea what I was expecting. I thought it would be some kind of really overly dramatic dark thing based on any of the uh, marketing assets that we'd already seen for Lightfall. Mm -hmm. But after Witch Queen, which was already a very serious and kind of freaky creepy looking vibe to it mm -hmm. i was like all right i guess i mean they're building up to something maybe they'll just stick with that but like you said word for word um they went thor ragnarok with it yeah <laughs> they put miami vice synthwave skies neon, neon everything <laughs> freaking oh it was gorgeous and of course Sorry for all these weird noises. I immediately started eating a Tums gummy as soon as you'd ask me that. <laughs> um, they showed all of the main three Guardians, as always, showing off the new uh, subclass Strand, which it just looks so cool. Um, more it's very different. More importantly, it gives you a grappling hook to all your classes that you can grapple from everywhere, even from like thin air. I was worried that um, it would be latched to like a specific area. But then when they showed that it was like you can grapple any object plus just literally randomly in the sky mm -hmm. and just latch on that sucker and go flying around using the momentum uh even showing a brief moment of a the train I think, forsaken uh yeah. the train from forsaken with that sh whole strike being really frustrating to get through sometimes for especially for newer characters to kind of navigate their sparrow through that and they just flashed onto it and it took them all the way through that whole yeah. segment and i was like oh this is going to be like some creative solutions to a lot of problems and i'm so excited to see that stuff because i mean that was one of the main things i loved about halo infinite is the fact that they put a freaking grappling hook in the game and the grappling hook is the best thing about that game Absolutely. it's like it completely transformed that game sandbox and 
this, especially with, with Destiny having such different gameplay styles depending on the class that you use and uh, and also the subclasses with the Arc, Void, Solar, Stasis, and now Strand. Now like a Strand. Strand is like, it feels so unique and so different from what has come before. And I can't wait to see what the speedrunning community of Destiny does with it. Just think of it, because there's many people that love doing speedrunning so many of the activities, even ones that are super hard and require like three people. There's people that do it with either two people or by themselves and do it so quick. This is going to make quite a spectacle. And um, you imagine all of like the sequence jumping and the breaking of raids and stuff like mm -hmm. at least old ones for sure, where you can just like, all right, I'm going to slingshot this thing and get just enough momentum to go over this wall and do this thing. And um, I just I love when they're confident enough in their mechanics to allow something like that, that mm -hmm. allows for so much player freedom and a high ceiling. And, and what's the best part about Destiny? is i mean the the freedom of doing whatever you want shooting jumping the gameplay the yeah there you go okay. the gameplay. i was like i'm not sure what you mean actually yeah. yeah that's the thing like destiny is like why has become why is such a mainstay is because it's so fun to play yes for even, even when you have the troll saying dead game is that or trying to destroy it is like there's like no denying it's like it's strong gameplay is why people still come back to it i mean they said oh. it themselves a five million new Club, new players yeah players, new players yeah. um last joined. Year. yeah and that's that's nuts um mm -hmm. and i i had a feeling just from the vibe of everything that everything's been a lot more positive even outside of what you've been saying mm -hmm. where there is a lot of really rough times mm -hmm. for some of those expansions and such but it just felt like overall the people that have actually tried it have liked it yeah and and and, and the thing great. is that the game is in a great spot when it comes i mentioned it in our stream you can go look at it it's, it's just for 48 minutes uh the game is in a great spot in its content the content that they're actually putting out right now is the best the games have been the storytelling the some of the best storytelling that i've seen from bungie not just in the seasonal stories but even within the campaigns all of that has been working well there there's since there's still some roughness yeah with the things around that content, like I was mentioning the playlists and some of the things that they were doing with uh, their business decisions that that actually got addressed here. So let's continue with this. Uh, point two, yep. Paul, the showcase uh, gave everyone a, a look at a long list of features coming to Destiny 2 in the next year. So first is Guardian Ranks, a reputation system that will not only help new players find their way into the game, but also reward veterans for helping others and for being an all around exceptional player. That was, that was like an init, what, the first thing we saw that felt like a new sort of quest log that gave a clearer idea of where to start and where to get. So, at point number two, mods and loadout manager. Creating custom builds requires time and patience and there has been no easy way to do that in-game until now. The new mods and loadout manager coming with Lightfall will allow you to create and save a build in a single place. Switching between all your builds will also be easy. Just select the build in your character screen and you are done. There are many third-party tools called DIM that does this. I I hate the idea of having to look outside to be able to do stuff that should be in the game. This is long overdue, especially yeah, especially especially since Destiny became more of a build a, a a build crafting game than before. Because I mean, just from something as simple as doing your weekly strike set 
that switches um, subclass. what subclass you have mm -hmm. to use. And very many of these are very specifically set to a certain subclass, like your armor pieces and the mods within them, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, has to be set to that subclass. It does certain things for that. And mm -hmm. you it'll take you at least, if you know exactly what you're doing, I say it takes five to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. If you're not entirely sure, it's gonna take you way longer. And nobody wants to deal with all of that. So just this, fact alone is fantastic being able to switch between those yeah and not only much just my loadout manager because it's like especially this this has been the year where they have synergized that especially when because the way destiny works is that you have three weapons there's the kinetic weapon that's just like a traditional weapon there's the uh, energy weapon that has can be a primary or secondary weapon that has like a elemental subclass to it and there's so much synergy now between uh, your the subclass that you have equipped, which is the void arc, or um, or solar, and the special weapon, and how that synergizes with your mods and all of that, that having to switch that um, weekly whenever that rotates, it's extra time that wasn't there before because they added that extra they added extra emphasis on that, on that synergy this year. And then so. you're wasting inventory slots, having to keep all those different weapons in your inventory mm -hmm. just in case you need to switch to it on the exactly. fly. So when that was, that didn't used to be a problem before because we didn't have to care about builds like we do right. now. And builds have made the game more fun, but build crafting comes with extra complexity. And this is a good way to like streamline that. PC players already had them to be able to do that for them. Uh, your friend Duncan uses that, and yeah. sometimes he has put his dim loadouts in our in our Discord chat. That's good if you're on PC because it's easy to just put that. Imagine having to like, yeah, okay. do that on console yeah. though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could, but it's like when you're in console and having to be like, ah, time to. I mean, you'd have to have a the... computer next to you, mm -hmm. or yeah, like use the app to do that. But and that's the thing. There's it's... no app. You have to go to a website. Dim is well, a website. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. <laughs> the the vault process um which is a whole nother thing really mm -hmm. and is still really hard to find exactly what you're looking for yeah. um so yeah yeah another one commendations coming in delightful there will be a chance at the end of activities to tell others that they were a great teammate or a worthy adversary this one was funny it, to me it's like this isn't a big deal but to me it's funny that they're adding commendations a week ish after Sony announced that they're eliminating commendations from the PS5 because no one used it because it was so hard to use. So it's so funny. I wonder if they were because now I remember they're owned by Sony. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that is. So I, 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 it's, it's just so funny how how that worked out. Even though if if you saw in the sh showcase, they didn't make mention of that at all because they know they just want to be like an all-encompassing yeah. game. I think so. I mentioned what was like, oh, it's interesting that they didn't even mention it. And then you were saying, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. because of how independent they were, mm -hmm. um, I guess it would make sense. And they don't really want to. Exactly. And and I'm glad that you could see that. And the only reference it, they had that they were owned by Sony is that all the gameplay that they were showing had PlayStation icons. But that was yeah. it. So. Um, which I appreciate. There was one thing I wanted to mention. Oh, the, with the commendations. Um, did we hear that they were going to say it does anything like actually to your character is it just no, like, it, it, it was oh. just more like morale building or something okay. like that in between in between I'm teammates fine so. with that. um i mean it's always nice whenever it's like t a attached to something mm -hmm. um but overall it's like ah oh, yeah i'll just good yeah. job <laughs> it's like all right cool that's, but that's this nice. one next one is nine years overdue lfg fire team finder Explain it doesn't matter yes so <laughs> 
It doesn't matter if you're looking for mentors to teach you a raid or just want to farm some Grandmaster Nifles, you will find someone here to help and maybe new friends to play with in the future. LG Fireteam Finder is something that you can use uh, very third-party apps because this game doesn't have matchmaking in many of its uh, activities. They intentionally don't put matchmaking because they know that some activities require a level of coordination that requires you to speak to people and they know that if they randomly put some people together there is a chance for uh for, is there's a chance for a toxic experience like ruining it for people yeah. so <laughs> and, and that's the thing like be, finding your like using those third-party finders doesn't exactly uh, prevent you from from getting toxic people together because that's just the nature of humanity yeah. it's just the fact that all of that was done outside the game Eventually, they did the half step of finding of putting an LG team finder in the app, but it's like if you're putting it in the app, why are you not putting it in the effing game? Like being able to use this, like obviously there's not gonna be matchmaking, but being able to use an LG fire team finder that looked like a server uh, browser, like like back in the battlefield days where you can see what activities some people are doing because you can put something there in a the fire team finder. You're like a team of four and be like, we need one. Maybe someone can join you. We're teaching the new raid. Then or, or that that. we want to do trials of Osiris. Just being able to do that all in game is like mm -hmm. that's um. Just think about this. It's like you play Destiny One. Yeah. Many of the greatest experiences of Destiny One you didn't play. Nope. You didn't play the King King's Fall, which there was no way to find other people to do it. <laughs> exactly. You, unless your friends were all playing at the same time, and that's always right. the, the likelihood of that happening. Very tough. The most I had friends that were playing Destiny at the same time while I was in college was three friends. Many of the big activities need six, so yeah. it requires you to find others. So I'm glad that this this is finally going to be in game. But the final point about some of the things that are coming next year that needs no explanation, no more expansion sunsetting. I said it be in in our pre-talk before before the thing started is like expansion sunsetting is what has be what had become the thing that was making it harder and harder for me to recommend the game to, to a new player because I made the analogy. It's like you asking someone, hey. Jump into Game of Thrones right now at the sixth season. Oh yeah, what happened to seasons one through five? Oh, those disappeared. You there? You have no access to those. So, it's it's really it's been messed up. We've kind of talked about it, but just in case for anybody that's listening that hasn't understood what sunsetting means, is that uh, they thought that the storage capacity was getting a little too big, so they mm -hmm. took content that people had purchased out of the game, mm -hmm. so it's impossible to play it or receive any items from it right now. So the fact that they're saying they're not going to take that out in the future, that was a big worry for everybody moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, yeah. Yeah, and not only that, they may specifically met because why they were doing that is it was the engine couldn't cope for it with the game being that big yeah and uh so that's what they did and they switched the engine of this game when we started in beyond light and the promise was that eventually they were going to start bringing some content back like last season the leviathan was the raid for the original raid for destiny 2. they didn't bring back the raid but they brought the, the play space Oh, of the, of okay. the raid I didn't back. actually know that. That's cool. Yeah, so um, it was what I was saying. Like, you didn't play a bunch of the big, like, endgame content that makes the game back then. Now you do. Yeah. But um, then at the same time, there's always that kind of sting of, hey, I paid for this. And you're removing it. And the thing is that Bungie massaged this in a way that they were able to kind of, like, convince the community that it was something that needed to happen when they were like, oh, yeah, remember how, like, busted eventually the game started becoming it was like loading so slow it was bloating up your hard drive that 
they managed to bamboozle the, uh, many of the community into accepting, yeah, we're gonna remove things that you paid for. And to me, it was like when Forsaken got removed, that's when I started feeling the bigger sting because I was like, man, Forsaken saved Destiny 2. When, when, when the original vanilla release of Destiny 2 initially impressed with this campaign and then the oversimplification of everything kind of like started sinking into the hardcore community and people started leaving that game in droves. It was that Forsaken was like the moment that saved this franchise. Because, especially because this was the fool me twice. Because Taken King saved the franchise back at the beginning after the original release of Destiny 1. Originally disappointed the people that were like, man, this game barely had any story. What's going on here? It's like, this is too complicated. This doesn't feel any good. And then it was Vault of Glass that changed the opinion of everything going forward for those that stuck with it. But then Taken King was like, no, this is what it... This is what we can do when we actually put a story in a campaign and, and, and like a cool vibe and setting and, and researching all the systems. They had their Taken King moment twice. So, but by Forsaken, it was like, okay, this is your last chance. You cannot do another. Oh yeah, now we're going to get it right. But Forsaken got it so right that people always... That was the expansion that introduced Gambit. That, is, that was the last expansion that introduced a bunch of PvP maps. That, that was the expansion that introduced us to Seasons. It was like, it did so much to set destiny 2 on the path of success the problem was that then at the time some people didn't come back to that but is it for seeing forsaken got it like that only half of forsaken is still in the game with the dreaming city and uh and the last wish raid it was so sad and i'm glad that now we're at a point where it's like okay Shadowkeep, the not so great expansion that came after us is staying in beyond light will forever stay in uh witch queen imagine if they had removed witch queen the one that Everyone loves this campaign. I just, I'm just glad that now it's like there's more, there's gonna be more of a threat, even if it's still the original pieces are still not there. But this gives me hope that if they already did something in the engine that can hold everything together, because that's specifically how I say it. They worked behind the scenes to make this work. Maybe now we're not too far off of them finally bringing that back. Because if Final Fantasy 14 can still let you play content from like 2014 when they relaunched that game. To now, why would why couldn't they? It's like there's no excuse. So I'm glad that they're finally fixing that. So that wasn't the only thing they showed, Paul. Season 18, Season of the Plunder, was shown and released on the same day, featuring a pirate theme and building upon the events of the Beyond Light campaign. The latest Destiny 2 season will run from August 23rd to December 6th. Season of the Plunder features a new weekly mission, a new six-player activity, a new three-player matchmate activity, new gear to loot, and new weapons to craft. The delicate tombed exotic fusion rifle can be instantly unlocked with the season pass. The Arc 3.0 subclass revamp and the inclusion of the reprise raid King's Fall from Destiny the Taken King is available for free to all players this season. So, we put this in what we've been playing. I said, hold it until we're here. What are your impressions of Season of the Plunder? Um, honestly, if, I, if I'm being fully honestly, at first I was underwhelmed um, because, like, for the idea of a lot of the stuff around it seemed really cool. The parts of it um i wasn't really sure what to go into because i don't really like the look of any of the guns um, you're crazy the guns all look great they just um i'm not a huge fan of like all of the pointy everything's all over them um it's pirates <laughs> no 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 like not the the fallen parts that like you know how they have the crazy spikes on their backs and stuff because a lot of the guns okay are have you, all are, that are, are you talking them. the armor yeah the armor i'm not too crazy about the weapons look cool 
Yeah, the uh, the armor as well. I'm not huge on the weapons. The shotgun's growing on me because it's got this really cool aesthetic to it. Um, but anyway, I um, the activity is really fun uh, because it's basically two ships like mm -hmm. a pirate theme thing firing at each other and you have to repel the borders of the first one and then you jump firing yourself across to the next ship um, do some damage over there and then that's about it uh, so that was really fun arc 3.0 by itself is worth it because mm -hmm. boy is that just the titan is like so unleashed with arc 3.0 especially when you I... get into like the the quick sprinting Yes, the quick sprinting uh, makes running through some areas, which as a Titan usually feels terrible because you're so slow running. Um, I mean, it's not by much compared to the others, but it sometimes still feels like you're just running for three or four minutes through some of these missions. And now you could just clean house through it. Uh, your charge punch, distance attack, shockwave looking thing, boosted up your uh supers making all that a lot easier getting aspects for so, your grenades it's just great i'm not a huge fan of the uh, thunder clap ability the one that you have to charge and move yeah it there, there's like a cool a cool area of effect that it does but there's feel, a weirdness to it but i haven't nailed it down yet it's not it's not the weirdness it's just the fact that the titan the, the, the kit of the titan feels like it's meant for you to just keep running shoulder charging jumping and all of that that then having to stop stopping your tracks to charge and then attack just feels at odds well with, there is still a shoulder bash that they there is that's what that's what i'm saying it's like the uh, i'm glad that that's still in because shoulder bash has always been part of arc of of the titan kits for all three of them the hammer in the in the fire uh, the shield bash in the uh in void and uh and then shoulder charge with uh with arc i'm glad that's still here but it's just that Everything else feels so fast with the Titan. It just feels weird that the new punch that they added for him is not something that you can charge while you're running. You have to like stand in place to do yeah, that. Yeah, I will but. say that I really wish that you could be kind of in the air from momentum that you've built up, start charging, and then unleash it. But I guess they figured that that was going to be too powerful a thing, especially for PvP, where you just start running, charge it up in the air, and then come around a corner and unleash it might be just mm -hmm. that would be so broken yeah and um, they, they they don't want the titan to be floating they want all their yeah. moves to be like in the ground because the floating is is supposed to be left to the warlock right so, so that's like oh man if only i could uh do something cool like that but overall i didn't really mind it there's one problem with it that's it feels a little inconsistent where it cuts off based on like i know as you charge it gets more powerful but sometimes i feel like i should hit something and it's like why did that not take damage? Um, and then vice versa, if it's too close to you, it won't register mm -hmm. and it'll start it behind it. it. Yeah, it'll and I'm like, punch. you son of a gun. Um, I also need to remap my uh, charge move because it's currently trying to do a regular punch mm -hmm. if enemies are too close it, it, to Yeah, me. that's the thing. You don't need to like remap. You just have to stay farther away. I know, but I really don't want to. Because <laughs> like, you're a titan you're going to be rushing into the middle of it anyway and so the thing is like, if your remap is going to be the same problem that's what i'm telling you even if it's is it like always going to yeah be? yeah because i have it remapped like my charge melees are r3 my normal melees are r1 right me. okay so i just thought that mine was mapped incorrectly no. where my regular uh melee was both r3 and r1. to be able to charge you have to have a very specific distance between your enemies if you're too close it's going to melee 
Okay, I was hoping that that was just a me problem. No, that sucks. No. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, but yeah, everything else has been really cool. And I love the glowing blue of the subclass. So mm -hmm. uh, all of my glowing armor is very yes. happy about that. I feel I'm, I'll I'll enjoy the loop of the, the weekly loop of this season a little bit more than last because last season was way too focused on nightmare containment and it that and that I thing did didn't not like that <laughs> and, and that thing i liked it the first week and then by the third week that i when i saw that the only thing that changed was the boss at the end i was like no and uh, Which nothing really changes about the boss except for how big or small they are exactly um, so it would do different things and it, it didn't really so do much. so much of that season relying on that loop on that loop of just doing the nightmare containment and then Eventually charging the Nightmare Containment on to do the weekly mission. That was actually pretty cool because it had some cool story. That burned me out on that season uh, way, way too much. Especially because I went too hard on farming that dungeon also. So yeah. this one with the six-player activity. That is the two ships that are battling and then you invade the other one. And then there, the three-player matchmate activity where you're like um, in an expedition. Where you're like picking some treasures that then eventually leads you into like a, in, in, into like a treasure spot that you dig up. That can potentially then give you a a map a hidden map that sends you to a new lost sector activity to find like some pirates it feels like there's more individual activities here than yeah. there were than there were um than, than there were last season that at the very least i know that i'll be able to play a few things before i have to engage in the shambles that is the strike playlist the the the, the pp playlist and gambit like i those are the three activities that i have had my fill with because they they don't change meaningfully, you're way too powerful for them. There there's barely any new things added to them. So I'm just glad that those activities at least seems like you can engage in the new things instead of having to go back to like the old stuff. But I can't wait for Friday because that's when King's Fall launches. And that's gonna be interesting to see that because uh, I think our clan is supposed to be setting up a day one raid, aren't they? There are some of us that want to try it, but we're not committing to completing it because day one has the modifier. I've tried. Yeah. I tried the modifier on Bow of the Disciple the first day, late that day, and it was unbearable, I tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no way I'm going to touch it. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll see. But then um, the next day, the modifier uh, disappears. So that's going to be uh, just more normal. And the thing, and the good thing is that you don't have to grind up for for this raid. Which it's 1560. Good. And the and fact I'm that they glad. give us the, the gift that, that yep. put us at 1570. That's per uh, each class, right? Yeah, all of them. Thank God, because I did. I, a lot I had of mine my. We're getting real behind because yes. uh, I don't really play hunter and warlock at all. Exactly, and now it gives you an, it gives you an excuse to dabble. Definitely. So, so overall, like I'm feeling more positive about this. This is a season that's going to take us all the way to December. Obviously, we're going to have a bunch of games in between there. But after I had been in the point, I told you many times in the show, like I can't stand Destiny right now. Like I can't really touch it. I need something new. I mean, you've played that duality dungeon like five times in two days or something. Oh yeah, but I played it like fifty times. Yeah, that you played it because, way too much. Because I wanted everything. Because that's that's the thing. Like, when you make a dungeon farmable, you want you you will like with a chance for you to always get new stuff depending on what your luck is. That's what makes you like want to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Before dungeons were like, okay, if you've done it one in one week, wait until the next one. Yeah. So there's something to that that. That, that kind of like uh, incentivization, but the final thing that they announced for this showcase, Paul, for Destiny was starting on August 23rd, Destiny 2 is expanding into the Epic Game Store. 
As part of this new partnership, players will have the chance to claim the Destiny 2 30th anniversary pack for free as a limited time offer. That's a uh, that was the 25th anniversary. Uh, I mean, the 30th anniversary thing they did at the end of last year, yeah. uh, in the in the middle of that season that needed to be extended because of the delay for Witch Queen. That's why gave us the Grasp of Arrows dungeon, which is the pirate themed dungeon that's definitely put them like lighted a bulb in in Destiny's designers for this season and gave us the Galahorn D. The Dares of Eternity. Oh yes. Let's talk about Dares of Eternity better. But uh, the thing is that that dungeon was really cool. It's easy to do. It's uh, it has a cool vibe. The sparrow part can be easier, like, really brutal depending on the Don't day. Don't like that one, but um, and um, mm. has some really cool Destiny uh, one guns. That's where the Is Luna came from. But use the fact that it gives you the Galhorn. Galhorn is like such yeah. a go, like, a great exotic go-to, and I'm glad that they won't have to pay for that. And right now, all the expansions are free for anyone that wants to try anything about Destiny. Right now, all of that is is free until until August 30th. And on top of the of the game being on the Epic Game Store. Bungie also announced a collaboration between two fan favorite games owned by Epic, Fall Guys and Fortnite. So, as part of like the celebration, uh, the, each Destiny class will have a new armor ornament set inspired by the Fortnite universe, available for silver in the Eververse store, available right now. That's like, if you're playing Destiny, you get armor that's themed by like, like that's themed from Fortnite. And then those playing Fortnite can acquire three different Destiny character skins and achieve their victory royale with either Commander Zavala, Ikora Ray, or The Stranger, three iconic characters from the three different subclasses in Destiny that you can do a skin and do Kamehameha's with Go versus Goku and Venom and Darth Vader and all that. It's like, it's Fortnite is insane, I tell you, being able to put all that IP together. Watching gameplay of it is just kind of funny now. Yeah. Um, it used to be like... I used to hate even looking at yeah. uh, gameplay of it, but now it's like, this is just so dumb funny. Here's, this, here's the thing. Ever since they made popular the, <clears throat> the no build mode, that game yeah. looks so much different now. Like has a completely different vibe. I jumped up a lot in my eyes after that. The what? I said I think it jumped up a lot in my eyes. Oh yeah, for that. many. That's what revived the game because so many people got so good at building in that game that you made, it, just, it just made it so damn annoying to play. Because it was like, then how how could you like fight against someone that in like five seconds builds a building in front of you? Look at gameplay of it, everybody. <laughs> it is literally happening, um, or used to happen, where you'd hit get hit once, yeah. and you'd watch them just build this entire tower in three seconds. Yeah. You can also play Destiny's control mode PvP inside Fortnite. They actually uh, were able to do the Destiny uh, the Fortnite Creator Club, which is like the where you can build a bunch of stuff they uh they created the javelin 4 pvp map from from uh io one of the few and they recreated it in fortnite they recreated the mode so you can play controlled pvp in that map in fortnite which is crazy and then also you can acquire this destiny character skins in fall guys which is available free to play now in the console of your choice i tell you i f i have a feeling having destiny stuff inside fortnite is gonna like trickle positively back into destiny i hope so um and it's like oh yeah let me see what this is about i mean that's basically how it happens with everything that gets a crossover with mm -hmm. fortnite is people are like hey let me check out yeah, what circle. this thing is from and i mean it's, it's basically exactly what happened in smash uh way before that is you'd see all these characters that are like hey they're from this game that i have no mm -hmm. idea about but uh that was fun to play let me go see what that is exactly uh, yeah it's just smart it's like fortnite is still like um 
a game with 80 million players with 4 million players playing concurrently is like that even though like the talk, they're not the talk of the town like they used to be when that thing was like dominating and just flooding everything about gaming coverage and uh what everyone was talking about what they were pursuing even though i don't see that amount of chatter that game is still so massive that if you can do this kind of crossovers that could potentially benefit your game like for it Absolutely. to circle back, I mean, it's literally uh, people buying the skins, so that by itself is helping them. But then everybody Dude, skins else skins are twenty it with bucks, it. twenty bucks skins for Fortnite is insane. After I played Call of Duty, I realized um, that was where I first saw the twenty dollars skins in effect, and then everything else that does it, um, it, it kind of hurts my soul. And then every once in a while, there's that one skin that looks really good, and I'm like, do I have twenty? and then i'm like no this is where it's beginning <laughs> yeah i don't want to spend twenty dollars on this yeah, uh, yeah that's like there's something just think about it. it's like a skin in fortnite it costs you the same as midnight fight express yep that's I mean, the um, economics of uh, the economics of games are insanely like to destroyed make it fair, right now it's like 15 bucks for skins and destiny as well so oh yes um, but that's the thing like it, they're the price like that because the market is saying that people are okay paying 20 bucks for a skin in fortnite so and they are <laughs> it's the worst part but then people uh, complain about 70 dollars games but really though. It, it, it's weird like the things that we can like the value the perception the, the perceptual value of things is so weird for me buddy i'll say that um i am tempted to go inside fall guys and uh Fortnite and seeing how those skins probably look and maybe popping some cash because See, there it is we're going full yeah, yeah, circle here man exactly <laughs> there's a certain temptation when they put something that you really like it's like yeah and i tell you i i, I said in our chat i finally tried that no build mode because i installed it in the xbox because i had like a free skin that came with my with my bundle uh, with my bundle consoles so i was like okay i'll, re I'll redeem it i mean the, the console's constantly asking me, hey, do you want to redeem this thing from Fortnite? Oh, yeah, okay, redeem it, download it. <laughs> so I tried, I was like, okay, this is like, if only this was the game always, because I hated that game before, and now it's like, I can tolerate it. <laughs> so, but okay, Paul, that was everything in regards to the showcase for Destiny. Unfortunately, there was a another showcase that happened immediately after, but not quite unfortunately, because this was was, was a good one. I made it no I made it no secret that I was not happy about Summer Game Fest at all. And this one, even many on the internet agreed. This was like no less than good. I, I, you mentioned yesterday that it was one of the best you've seen. I wouldn't go that far because I've really seen some amazing showcases, but from I Keely, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Not like, from him at least. Um it was like, alright, this is good enough, but I have to give it that yeah. this one had the most variety and think something for everyone for sure yeah. and so yeah, what i'm gonna do great. is that i'm gonna read all the games at once and we'll talk and about highlights yes if, if one like stands out for you so yeah the games that he showed uh in order of appearance were everywhere uh by the uh by the whatchamacallit uh, by leslie bensey's the creator of gta dune awakening this mmo based on dune the Callisto Protocol, we talked about that uh, many times, a, a few times now, it still looks great. The Lords of the Fallen, a sequel to Lords of the Fallen. Instead of saying Lords of the Fallen 2, they just added a duh. I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy that Keely made a joke about that. Um, yeah, that's mo dumb. <laughs> yeah, Moving Out 2, the sequel to Moving Out. You played Moving Out. Uh, yep. Hogwarts Legacy, the recently delayed game by, um, by, w by WB Interactive and Avalanche. Uh, New Tales from the Borderlands, the game that leaked and is coming out this year. 
And uh, Dying Light 2 Bloody Tie is one of the first story DLCs for Dying Light 2. Tortuga, that ugly looking uh, pirate game that like they were a like. Pirate Simulator. Yeah. Marauders, I don't remember much about that one. Um, that was the Escape from Tarkov with sci fi. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Destiny 2 Lightfall, they showed the exact trailer that they showed at the showcase. So, of course, they're going to put it there because more eyeballs were there. Naturally. So. Sonic Frontiers, which has a November 8th. 2022 release date, the same day as Skull, as Skull and Bones and uh, A Day Before God of War Ragnarok. That surely is not going to overshadow. It, it's going to overshadow God of War. Yeah. <laughs> Under the Waves that I f figured out was a Quantic Dream game that I completely missed on that. Yeah, uh, yeah I completely missed that on the icon. You were icon. playing Jack 3. Yeah, no, I was playing Destiny. Oh, Destiny. Other times. Yeah, so, uh, because I was like, yeah. I had both. I had my TV and the thing, so I was looking at both. And uh, that's the one that, look, that had that cool art that also looked photorealistic. It was like a, a weird mix of going underwater and, and seeing decrepit like ruins. Yeah. And yeah. because it's so focused on narrative, the usually a lot of that is so like Subnautica and survival. Mm -hmm. But that was that was interesting. There's like a cool storyline. It looked way different compared to other uh, Quantic Dream games. So yeah, it was that was interesting. Uh, I'm interested. That's for sure. Goat Simulator Three, obviously, Goat Simulator speaks for itself. That looked more fun that's, than yeah. than Silly I was expecting. Game. What's funny is that I think it looked better than Saints Row. It had kind of the same art style. <laughs> that that is funny. Oh, that you would say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Return to Monkey Island. Yeah, uh, we. I, it, Return to Monkey Island was actually revealed at Summer Game Fest, if I remember correctly. So yeah. So this one got a release date, and it was just on Switch and uh, PC. That was surprising, but eventually it can make it to our consoles. There was Moonbreaker. I'm trying to remember what this was. Honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, it I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I will have to look back at the thing, but that was there. Friends versus Friends. I don't remember much, but that was there. Lies oh, of uh, real quick. Moonbreaker was the Brandon Sanderson game. The, oh, okay. The, yes, uh, the, the, yeah, the tabletop game. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that the one that you're like, oh yeah, the guy that wrote um, uh, or, Wheel uh, of Time. And Wheel of Time. That goes right at goes right at Wheel of Time. Yeah. And uh, Friends versus Friends. I don't remember much of that, but Lies of P was. That Pinocchio style, like yeah. uh, Love HP Lovecraftian. So, uh, um, the Friends versus Friends was the really cool, uh, silly music video that was animated, and it was all about uh, the card game with the furries and stuff. Oh yeah. yes, that, that was a furries, and then became like a shooter. Yeah, that's the one. Um, and then yeah, Lies of Peep was probably one of the. That, that was the that was that's, probably the highlight for me in this. I think that we looked said so it on damn stream. good that that's the bloodborne 2 that all mm -hmm. of us have wanted and didn't get and it's cool because uh it's basically it's another pinocchio themed yeah, thing it's... coming out this year <laughs> yeah that uh no that uh, is... life of peace next year oh uh, well yeah technically yeah. so okay. there's three pinocchio movies coming out last year this year or next year and a video game yeah. um which is weird. I didn't know about the other two. I know about the Pinocchio live action movie because we had that long conversation today. Right. There is so. there was an animated one um, that came out earlier this year that was terrible, and there's the Guillermo del Toro one as well. Okay. So that's I three. think I've heard about the Guillermo <laughs> one, but I haven't seen it. But and then the live action remake of the Disney one for that's coming to Disney Plus on September eight. So by Life of P looked so good, and it's also coming to day one on Game Pass. That's a really great get for them for that kind of game, especially. Especially when Xbox completely missed out on uh, the glory that was Bloodborne because that was a PS4 exclusive. Yeah. So. so now everybody gets to feel that. Now this one, this next one, crack me the hell up because of your joke. That was funny. Um, where just basically it was um 
it started off with the lady that was uh in the international Uh space station introducing it Uh and then it was like they crash land they build up a new place and it was very like base builder Uh sci-fi people landing on a new planet and i was like man it feels like uh the sequel to horizon zero dawn and then the name is the stranded alien (laughs) and the name was stranded alien dawn and uh that was just it was just perfect yeah it was interesting time i hope i get the video of these be, I'm able to download the video so I can put it in post because that was a great moment on our stream. That's a good <laughs> highlight, that's for sure. So, uh, the next one I know I was super excited for. Because it had that cool vibe of like, it, you, you said it felt like a Forspoken without the cringe, yeah. Atlas Fallen. And it, it had like a, a bunch of CG before it cut at, at the end with like the gameplay that looks so similar. Yeah. And that's when it was like, oh, so it's going to be that. <laughs> yeah. Because um, at first I was like, man, it could be anything because it's CG, but I really hope it looks like this. And sure enough, it, it kind of felt like this third person hack and slash with fantasy, but like a little, not sci-fi, but high on the fantasy where you can like magic and do whatever you want. And uh, it just looked great. And I love it. So Yes, I can't wait for that. Homeworld 3, I'm not a PC player. The PC community loves this, the Homeworld series. It's look cool yeah. though uh spaceship uh basically eve online but mm-hmm. you buy it once instead of an mmo <laughs> yeah uh, genshin impact 3.0 came out yesterday so uh of course in the same sorry in the same day they were going to show up uh, some footage of what's coming up i genshin is not is not my thing but i really like their desert thing that they show there they look cool do you remember about star rail yes um that was the um the same people that did the Honkai Impact thing, they had that CG mm-hmm. trailer of the train flying through space. Uh, so it's like the same universe mm-hmm. as Genshin Impact, but it's like oh yes, that from Hoyaverse separate mm-hmm. project. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we don't really know much about that outside of that. It's there's some kind of interesting story, and there's a lot of interesting K-pop stars. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> because it's from 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 that company, and they and they love their fan service. Always. Yeah, High on Life is a game that recently got delayed from October to December. That's from Justin Roiland. They showed that uh, extended gameplay look. I remember we were talking about that. That's something that you were not really vibing until the he pulled out the sword that was cursing, and then you yeah. laughed at that. So. And it was like hilarious. Um, yeah. Just some of the dialogue it had to seep through my skin because I feel like I hate people that watch Rick and Morty more than Rick and Morty itself. Because mm-hmm. when you watch the show by itself, you're like, "My God, yeah. gave me a little chuckle." That yeah, was the, good. The, the Rick and Morty fan base became so insufferable after the whole Sriracha sauce thing. And yeah, uh, the I um, not uh, Szechuan uh, yeah. sauce, uh, but yeah, that that was a nightmare. Gosh, um, but yeah, so it, it seems kind of interesting. I don't know if it's really my cup of tea overall because it's like kind of feels. You the same know thing me that I had like I can pretend myself to be very mature, but God, do I do I love my hu- juvenile humor? And uh, I can imagine playing through this in December, and especially now that I have Game Pass and the Xbox Series S, yep. and things looking good there. You can't so. beat the price of free. Exactly. <laughs> Free with a subscription. Yeah, the Expanse, really. the game that's uh, a Telltale. combination. Yeah, it's from Telltale and Deck Nine. So the writers of Telltale are like uh, uh, working with the guys that made uh, Life is Strange Beyond the uh, Beyond the Storm, which is the prequel to Life is Strange that was shockingly good. And I don't really remember that one all that much. It's because many people, it was a pre- remember when sometimes prequels come out, they don't get the same uh, kind of like the same stardom as the main thing. And obviously, Life is Strange 2 was very well received because it was like, it completely changed the vibe from the first Life is Strange and the things that it did um, 
touching with immigrant like the immigrant problem and all that was like very uh very impactful real talk i didn't even realize this was a separate game i would i looked at it and i thought at first it was uh, like a Re, re remaster or re-release uh, uh, of the original. Life is Stream Beyond the Storm. Yeah, yeah no, it's, yeah. it's, it's a prequel um, by oh, Chloe. Oh, shoot. Okay, yeah. that makes a lot more sense because yeah. I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, they remastered it. All right, and just kept and they going. Did, and and they did remaster the original also. So well, yeah. They, yeah um, but, but Beyond the Storm is actually really good. It was like, shockingly well, better written than the original. And those guys working with Telltale to do the expansion, especially right now that Telltale is finally like... We're talking about how them moving on from that horrible engine that powered games like the original Wolf Among Us and all that that was like completely busted and broken. It's uh, and especially earlier in the show when they showed uh, tales from the new tales from the Borderlands, the Gearbox was like, we hired some of the writers that when Telltale imploded to come write the sequel, and us finally working like with proper technology. It's like it's good that that kind of that those writers that all Telltale games are well written, all of them. It was just the technology holding the holding those games back, and it seems like we're finally moving towards their writing, finally having proper technology to make their stories justice. And the Expanse, you love the show. The Expanse is one of those shows that has been recommended to me so much that I'm getting close to biting the bullet. Probably close to uh, when Starfield comes out because I like synergizing my different media together. Right, like right now with uh, House of the Dragon coming out and me uh, visiting uh, revisiting Oblivion on my Xbox. If it feels good to synergize kind of like fantasy all together. Yeah. So, Expanse, I think it's coming out late this year, next year. I'm not, I don't remember I much, but... I say it was this year, but I could be wrong. Yeah, let me that, see. Honestly. I have the, I, I have the stream playing, the one that I was trying to download, and it has like, <laughs> it has uh, time timestamps. Let me see what it says. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Googling the games that we're not recognizing mm. by the name alone, but um, it's funny because... If you give us a description about any of it, uh -huh. I would immediately know. But then it's like after everything that you watch, when it just pops up with the title at the end, you're like, mm -hmm. I just that goes right out of my brain for some reason. Yes. So let me see. There's National Expands, Release, Telltale, Date. Let me see what it says. So it has a new release date here. Summer 2023. Okay. Yeah, it was next year. Okay. All right, yeah. It's still like, again, 2023 is a nightmare. Uh, Killer Clowns. That game that looked like uh, Friday the 13th with a bunch of clowns. <laughs> it was revealed there. Um, Scars Above, I'm trying to remember. That was the uh, the one that I said looked really generic in AA. Of, like, the lady that looked oh, like she's yes. out of Tomb Raider is mm -hmm. in Returnal, basically. And then we're like, you know what? Uh, we need more of these AA games. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, all right, even if it doesn't look polished, you know what? We need more stuff like this because it's just... We, we need the gap between indie and AAA to still exist, for yeah. sure. Then then we got something that, in concept, sounds like the perfect game. Wire Song. The, the game that has... Song, I think. Yeah. Which um, is which yeah. is the game that... Uh, they didn't show much gameplay or much of a concept, but it said that it's a game made by developers that worked on, all the, on Fallout 3, New Vegas, 4, That's Skyrim, okay. and all that. And I'm like... I was mentioning it's like with the that Western style of RPG right now is kind of been MIA for a while. Like Cyberpunk is the most recent Western RPG we've gotten. We know how that went. So it's, seriously, <laughs> exactly. So I was like, that made me excited, even though that was like one of the few CG trailers with almost nothing. But it just kind of like the concept. If something that I've learned is that when you say someone has worked on something before, they're gonna make that kind of game, just not in that yeah. series. So. 
Then uh, Gotham the, Knights, the most impressive, like the most improved trailer. Definitely. Next to Sonic. This it's, probably looked more about what it got me more on board for Gotham Knights than anything else that I've seen so far. Oh yes, especially because um, the footage that it was very gameplay focused on the, the on the IGN first has not impressed. But uh, this, but also it didn't look polished. This trailer, they did have the polish. And again, some games really get polished one or two months after a certain build. So, at the very least, the, yeah, this this trailer looked polished enough, and the story itself now looks so interesting based on everything that they showed that I'm more willing to give it a go. And it got its release uh, release date pushed up from October 25th to October 21st. So that's right. Yeah, gives it I more. Wish, yeah, I thought it was like, oh, all right four days whatever but i mean four days is meaningful so yeah. little yeah because of uh where that's coming out in the year for sure yeah and i wonder if they're gonna do like a digital deluxe edition also because if they do that remember there's games that do the 72 hour uh early access maybe then that extra pushes it up i just got that that's i always said that i really wanted to play that game even as my excitement has been like deflating a little bit with some of the things that i've said i just wanted more distance between that and god of war yeah, so that gives that gives us it does give us almost a week. So that's uh, that might be all that it needs to really uh, reach some commercial success, which I honestly do kind of hope for in the end. Mm -hmm. uh, they've they've had a rough go of it lately at DC, and I feel like they need a victory. <laughs> they absolutely they absolutely <laughs> need a victory. Guys out yeah, there at DC right it, because now. remember they like the, in the gaming scene there was a time where they were like doing no wrong, and then they no. went MIA, and then Marvel just came. I just hate how kind of like they're always doing good at first and then kind of Marvel comes in and then they just dominate and then they just, they never seem to overtake Marvel it. Marvel can print money now, basically. Yeah, which sucks. It's, oh, it's yeah. a rough fight. But anyway. yeah, Gotham Knights, yeah, great trailer. It's like maybe the gameplay is not going to be all up to some, but I'm more excited for it now. Uh, where winds meet, that's the... Uh, that was the Ghost Chinese of looking. -like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they said it was like soul, almost soulsy, uh, very supernatural smorgasbord really cool things looking uh action uh in chinese mythology so i'm i'm all for it i want to see a little more of mm -hmm. the uh quality of life in that because sometimes i don't know what, what it feels like sometimes you take a step back in the decades of gaming when you mm -hmm. step uh, into some of the places that don't really follow a lot of the other gaming things. And since mm -hmm. China's really still on the newer end of building video games, sometimes they struggle in that department. So hopefully yes. this is good, though. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, the vibe looked cool. And I told you that it, it gave me a hanker to go back to Ghost of Tsushima because I didn't play much of Director's Cut. So That's right. I forgot that you never actually finished that. But if it helps, I don't still remember anything from the dlc outside uh -huh. of yeah. there was a i don't think you finished it either no i finished it i just don't remember anything about dealing with that because i was obsessed with trying to get all the trophies for it at the same time makes um, sense because that's yeah. that one of the few games that you platinum i platinum also that one Definitely. uh park beyond that's the park that the, yeah, the park simulator the game amusement park uh dealio the thrillville of uh the modern day Warhammer Darktide, the uh, the timed Xbox One, uh, X Xbox Series X and S exclusive, that with uh, uh, in the Warhammer universe that got delayed to November 30th. That still looks like a fun co-op time. I'm glad that that's still something that the Xbox community, at least exclusive wise, gets to enjoy this year. Yeah. Even even as things just keep getting delayed and delayed and delayed. Uh, I'm trying to remember what was Blacktail. Blacktail uh, was the um, 
the one that I said looks like Lichdom Battle Mage, but with a bow. Yeah, <laughs> for a Focus so, Interactive, yeah. Yeah, I know that's that's probably really doing a disservice to mm -hmm. all the work that they're doing, uh, but it, the concept is there where you get all this interesting magic that you can use just through this magical bow that you're using in its first person view. It looks interesting. I mean, mm -hmm. it's another, it almost looks like a double A level. Um, it's all like, take Kena Bridge of Spirits and make it a little bit more Twilight Princess. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, I'm all for it. And um, uh, let's see a little more gameplay when that goes. Yes. And then there was Black Tales, that game that initially I was like, oh, this looks like Sifu. Oh, it was the, like this uh, Phantom Hellcat. Yeah. What's that? Oh, yeah. You Phantom Hellcat. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Phantom Black Hellcat. Yeah. And um, yeah, that didn't have a release date, but it was like cool to have it had the thing that had like a Dutch. And then, and, and then a circle, and I, I mentioned something like, yeah, I like when games do that kind of like quick dodge for the quick kill. Mm. That looked cool. And uh, it's funny, if you try to Google it, there's a 50-50 chance that you either get the actual game or a dodge challenger. <laughs> <laughs> because they apparently have a similar name. Uh, and just look up game if you're trying to find the actual yeah. game. Crossfire Babylon, for some reason, Crossfire X showed up in, the, in, in this... Um, in this yeah. presentation for just an announcement for like some ba a Babylon expansion or mode or something. Crossfire is known as the absolute worst game that has released this year, so. Which is saying a lot. Yes. <laughs> so. We have Saints Row out. <laughs> yes, which is, it, it's still so unfortunate. I was like, yeah. I was ready. I told you, I told you I was ready for. If they uh, come out with a patch that fixes the game breaking sides of it, I'm honestly willing to try it because I'm even willing to. I, I mean, Paul, I'm even willing to try it now just to see how bad. Like for the memes. Yeah, for okay. the memes. Let's talk about uh, it after we finish we'll talk recording. Talk about yeah. that after we might be able to pull something out. Because remember, it's co-op. Let's enjoy the suffering together. Uh, there was that Switch game called Dorf Romantic that was like a top-down. I feel like a. That was like a, a city builder. A, a city builder. I was like, oh, that that feels like Thomas the tank engine simulator <laughs> so it's, that, i mean i'm glad that there are games like that because sometimes you just need to take a step back and chill i remember buying islanders um console edition uh on one of the sales and it was just nice where you didn't have to worry about a lot of stressful nonsense that goes on with city builders mm -hmm. and just like i'm gonna place things listen to some chill music and vibe you know yeah <laughs> uh, we need more games like that honestly yeah and then uh we got the outlast trails which was the outlast sort of right was it trials uh, it's technically outlast trials okay um, yeah but <laughs> i'm bouncing hard off that one i'm gonna tell you right now because it's, it's <laughs> very very it's like one of the horror games that i can stand because it's like you're so fragile in that one but yeah. this was this is like the multiplayer one this yeah it's yeah. it's at least interesting what they're gonna try to do with it because it seems mostly cooperative survival mm -hmm. um i i'm not really sure because it was as with all horror game trailers it's like cutting between crazy things happening and you're mm -hmm. like i don't really know what's going on right now um and which used to unsettle me and now it's like can i just see what's going on please yeah. <laughs> um, call me old whatever yeah but uh, i mean in all honesty it's like i would like to see more of like what kind of game it's supposed to be whether it's like oh you can be friends yeah. or you can betray yeah, i feel it's like uh, i remember talking about uh, about this with sack i think i ran this time last year it feels like that dead, dead, it's trying to be like dead, dead by daylight almost. Dead by daylight yeah, yeah yeah um i know what you're talking about um because yeah it feels almost like it's a multiplayer this is a match you have to get out rather than hey this is a solid like 
storyline that you play with somebody like we've seen mm -hmm. with um it takes two and the prison yeah. break one that i'm blanking out on the name of yeah the the beta of this is coming out late late this year so yeah. okay so at least we'll see more of whatever that's gonna be yeah then we got the finals which, which... Is, uh it was like the, a game made by battle, former battlefield people and uh then there was an icon for Necron showed up, and for that, for some reason, like oh, turned you off. Yeah, yeah or Nexon. Because yeah. Nexon is known for cash grab MMOs, mm. um, some of which are really solid, but they also have a lot of uh, financial problems with the things that you are able to do mm -hmm. versus uh, how much you're wanting to play the game. Just like the problem with Genshin Impact, basically. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, it, this one caught my eye because it said that former battlefield players were working on that but it showed the trailer had that kind of like dun 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 that do you know how they battlefield likes to do that kind of like quick cut destructions all that but yeah basically it didn't show much for me to be like eh. yeah it's it, also uh branded so poorly that it's impossible to google yeah the finals you, know, you search <laughs> the finals video game fps whatever it's going to come up with every single competitive shooter there is so it's uh, so important for you to uh name your game well that yes. is like but i mean it means there's a game called everywhere earlier this year which like, we didn't even mention that but uh at first we were both really excited for that one weren't we yes but more stuff has come out right just real quick um yeah. the, the show ended with uh dead island 2 which again this is another mic drop moment for jeff Keeley that unfortunately got leaked um but here's the thing I mentioned in, in, in our live stream, and I still stand behind that, is like, he hinged his entire Summer Game Fest on The Last of Us Part 1 remake at the end of his show. Which really bit him in the butt. Yeah. I would say, like, Dead Island 2 is, like, it's middle tier compared to so many other things that were showed in, in, the, in, in, in this entire presentation that I don't feel that leaking deflated this at all. Like, yeah, like it would have. Must have definitely made a right amount of deals that mm -hmm. he could branch out a lot with a lot of these other things and merging them in earlier areas the i mean shoot just uh everywhere the deal with uh sonic frontiers mm -hmm. the um lies of p gameplay mm -hmm. so it's like there's a lot of stuff that could have been the mic drop mm -hmm. but the fact that he had some other things to hold off he was able to sprinkle that throughout the early points of this mm -hmm. so that it flowed a lot better as opposed to the last time when we were talking about all this where it was like hey there's six uh space horror games yeah right and after not and, yeah and not many of them look that memorable yeah um, other than which, Callista protocol right so that's another case of uh parallel thinking with that one unfortunately mm -hmm. but I, I definitely think that he thought ahead a little bit more with this one so even though dead island 2 got a little shafted with uh what was it canadian amazon yeah it was some yeah it was like one of the amazons leaked it yeah they they <laughs> uh listed it too early yes. which is crazy how that's just such a thing nowadays where you like oh look all this stuff that we're working on maybe somebody yeah. hits the wrong button on amazon yeah. and at, e, uh, at e3 2018 uh all of bethesda's uh e3 conference leaked because of walmart uh, because of walmart canada and it was so funny when pete hines the pr guy that starts the presentation is like i want to thank you all so much um to all of you for coming in here because we were not expecting uh, you to be excited about things that you probably already know and we want to thank our friends Walmart Canada for giving the <laughs> presentations for us. 
<laughs> so sometimes I wonder, like, what do they even do about that? Because it's like sometimes you, just, you can't do anything because I it's know, like he's your retail partner. Uh, so. The the deal, um, the developers, poor souls, when they're just like, this sucks finding out. But this also sucks because there's no other industry that deals with the secrecy that the gaming industry does. You know of movies ahead of time. It's rare for you to see like a surprise movie. That's true. I wish kind of like gaming would be a little bit more uh, transparent, but That's there's a also good point. yeah, there's a holdover there's... from the hype of what of the unknown. But yeah, especially because it, during that Wild West days when you could just drop stuff and everyone was like, "What? I never knew this was happening!" And then the, that hype just generating so mm -hmm. much out of it. I think they just couldn't let that go. Yeah, but that's the thing in the internet era is very hard for you. To, there's always many. Like, look at the Destiny thing. The season of the plunder leaked because the files were already inside the game because they needed to be there for them to be turned on. Yep, and, and that's easy to data, data mine. Just as long as people have the urge to ruin fun for other people and gain enjoyment out of that, mm. that's always going to be a problem, unfortunately. And I wish there was a way around it and to stop this from happening. Mm -hmm. But as it is right now, I don't think there's any way that's going to end anytime soon. Oh, yes. But despite that, at the very least, it's like he came in with a trailer and gameplay for Dead Island 2. And it looks like an improved Dead Island. Yeah. Uh, it's a game that's been in development for 80, 80 years now. It's going to be nine by the time it comes out. That game switched developers like three different times. So there, it, it's, I, a crap, it's a crapshoot of how it's going to turn yeah. out. But it's just interesting that Dead Island, like a game that everyone, that captivated everyone with that trailer of the runner with all the zombies coming, like uh, especially compared to the more somber Dead Island 1 trailer. It's like it's back. That was no, that was, that was said to be a vaporware. So... I, I'm shocked that it even exists, honestly, because I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on the record saying, yeah, that's never happening. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that people were willing to really go through the jumping through the hoops to make this happen after mm -hmm. all those years, uh, even though it almost feels like it would be easier to just start over with another IP, mm -hmm. um, good for them. And I want to see more of it, but we'll see if it's been uh, too little too late. Yeah, and, and that's going to be like the big question. Yeah. I feel it's a little too little too late because Especially Dying Light is still now. there. And... Yep, Dying Light stepping in and really crushing it during that time. Even with the struggle release of two, I feel mm -hmm. still did a great job. Um, I feel it's more. I feel it's more like the zombie craze. It's not what it was. Like it what, yeah, in 2014, so yeah. setting expectations. Dying Light two did about as well as it could. Because mm -hmm. yeah. Dying Light was perfect for the that, because 2014, 2015, The Walking Dead was still huge. That was yeah. season four, season five, Walking Dead. That it was still like breaking viewership records. Um, before that show jumped the shark and eliminated a bunch of its viewership, and that's when the zombie craze started dying, dying down. But uh, yeah, that was announced in 2014. That there was still excitement for The Walking Dead around that time. So yeah. maybe it won't here. But that's the thing. Like Dying Light just still found a monicum of sales success. So. And it has a long tail. So we'll see. Uh, circling back to the everywhere one, it's like because of the way they were like talking about that game, many people are saying it seems like this is gonna be like an NFT game. Uh, and then uh, IGN uh, went in and, and kind of like uh, they got tipped that apparently they had like uh, hirings for, let me see if I can find it, like the article where it said that. Good. 
basically, while you look for that, uh, to anybody wondering, Everywhere, the very generically named game, was created by the GTA creators um, and is trying to be this mm -hmm. new, almost metaverse-style open-world mm -hmm. game where you can drive, do whatever. There was, like, a third-person shooting process mm -hmm. to it that was briefly shown in their, like, Marvel Studios-style opening trailer. Um, and everyone was like, oh, shoot, this looks kind of cool. Whatever is that about? And then they're like, all right, we'll show you more later. Yes. So anyway. And uh, they, they and people unearthed that they had job postings focused on blockchain technology. Like, it was just, just a job post of people with knowledge about it. Yeah. But... Uh, they actually responded to that article that I sent yesterday when the whole scuttlebutt about everywhere was showing up. And they responded, We're seeing some conversation on NFT scripts that are prompted by some of our open positions on our website. These are research positions, as we do not like dismissing new technologies only because others haven't found a solution for them yet. We are building everywhere on Unreal Engine 5, not the blockchain. People were saying that they're building this game on the blockchain. We're creating a new world for players where we come together to play, watch, create, share, and so much more. We hope this helps clarify some of the speculations around this topic. So, I get it. It being like, yeah, it's like you can always investigate the technology, but at the end of the day, it's like you will know if you implement the technology or not. It's like it's it's very easy yeah. not to see that, but uh, hey, okay, at least so, they respond. They responded to that. So there wasn't like a direct mention of there's going to be NFTs no. in this. It's just okay. No, so they're that, research. They're researching much better. Yeah. Um, I I still feel like the statements that they had were very vague. like yeah vague, very a lot of trigger words of like oh you can you can host content and build things and all this sounded like is like. Almost like if you take the the forge mode of Halo, but then mm -hmm. they were like, "All right, you can like create things through this and do that," and mm -hmm. it's like that almost sounds too ambitious to be realistic. Mm -hmm. um, where it's going to be like, "All right, you can go into this area and there's people building stuff that you can maybe play like Roblox." Mm -hmm. um, where like I see the 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 market for that and I see the interest in it, but that's also going to sound a little. Um, we, we just need to see more about that one. I agree. Really yeah. jump in now. I agree with that. But then it's like, it's still a wait and see. And they're apparently sh uh, shipping this game next year. That's when they're aiming. So we'll yeah, know. We'll, right. we'll know well, soon. So who knows what that's going to be? But yeah, it, and it's been in development since 2020 because apparently this was like sort of crowdfunded initially by Leslie Bensis back in 2020. I looked. I wanted to look at everywhere just to see if we had mentions of this game before. And I saw back in like September 2020, he had a a raise like 20 48.4 million dollars to start the game. So, so I was like, All okay, right. yeah. I mean, I that's remember. a good jumping point for something that's going to be yeah. constantly putting out content. And the fact that Leslie Vance is like he created next alongside the Hauser brothers, Grand Theft Auto, mm -hmm. the original ones, the ones that were top down, and was there all the way until GTA 5 in 2013. So, well. It's crazy. I, it's definitely <laughs> that uh, that moment in Star Wars where he says, "We'll watch your career with great interest," mm -hmm. and it's like, "All right, we'll we'll see what's going on. I'm gonna stay outside of it, but I'm watching. Yeah, I want to see how this plays. And let's out. see if you still have it. So yeah, really. Um, I think besides that, there wasn't too much that we needed to add to yeah. this. Um, mm -hmm. I really liked how Hogwarts Legacy focused a lot on the dark arts mm -hmm. because um, people latched onto that as like a throwaway line from one of the previous trailers. I think their deep dive where they're mm -hmm. like, "Oh, you might be able to." learn some 
other spells and i was yeah like, but i was like what <laughs> and uh sure enough they had like a whole plot line in this trailer where you find crucio you teach uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the really unforgivable spells and uh, a lot of the darker sides of the harry potter world which is stuff that like they touched on in the like oh this is the evil people but there's also like a whole area of that uh, uh nocturne alley in harry potter that's like it's not illegal it's just kind of creepy and weird mm-hmm. and it's kind of awesome that they're like latching on to that somewhat and kind of mentioning yeah. hey there's some weird stuff going on in the harry potter universe check it out oh yes and on top of that the game is still looking phenomenal it's like oh, a yeah. game that is looking like it's punching above its weight with what you expect from avalanche who last worked on disney infinity so that's still in, in track for february 10th and um we saw what the gameplay is like in the state of play so you know a lot of the things that they were showing it's like very gameplay adjacent so yep and it, it all lined up so i'm i'm excited for it i want to see more of that and we've kind of mentioned everything else that we've been really mm-hmm. focusing on but there's any uh, other highlights that we haven't really talked about yet yeah uh not much of highlights but the games that i'm excited for like legit yep. excited for from this like entire list I'll say it. It's uh, I I'm still excited for Callisto Protocol. Definitely. I'm interested to see uh, what a Lords of the Fallen sequel would look like. The and, CG uh, trailer was at least catchy. Uh-huh, um, yes. Playing some heavy rock out exactly. of it. Exactly. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, yeah, again, really. mentioning it is like it's really like it's still looking more and more impressive the more I look at it. New Tales from the Borderlands, especially something that's coming out this year, in the same week yep. that Gotham Knights and uh, Call of Duty Campaign Early Access comes out. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed a little bit of what I played with Tales of from the Borderlands. I've never finished the original one, but just seeing that Gearbox is putting like the weight of a sequel and having the writers from that original because again the writing for that one everyone loved. <laughs> so, uh, Sonic Frontiers, I tell you, it's like it's a it's it's something that's still, that's showing better since IGN previewed it, and obviously it's now. In the same in, in in the same uh, wavelength as God of War, but it's something that's still coming around that year. I still like when I hear a Sonic game is good. I still get I, I at least give it a try because for every forces that I get, which is trash, I get a generations. So let's see where that one where, where that one lands. Uh, the under the waves one because I like I like Quant- most of what Quantic Dreams Quantic Dream does. Uh, I love Heavy Rain. Hated. Beyond Two Souls, and I didn't mind. I, I like I like a lot of parts from Detroit Become Human. There are parts that I cringe. Are, Understandable. But, yes, but there's but there's but there's some really cool like emotional parts that at least make that makes that game land despite despite itself. Uh, Lies of P looked so damn good. I just can't. And and the and the things that I, I at least get to try it with Game Pass, just in case if then I want to buy it on the True. more powerful hardware. Atlas Fallen. Another one that I like, I like what how it looked. The Expanse, kind of like I mentioned, it's like it's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm intrigued enough about that universe that I think a game could be like a good ga- gateway for that. Yeah. Wire Song, um, just come on another Western RPG from the games from the guys that made, or for people that worked from for from uh, from some, some from some of those classics. Uh, Gotham Knights also where wins met where where, where, where wins meet. Just oh, look no. at like yeah. I'm highlighting. I'm like highlighting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's a, a lot of these. It, it's so like far. I got twelve games that I'm ex- that I'm feeling pumped and excited about out of this showcase. You should say that if you can get at least three, it's like it's worth your time. That this shows to me that Keely packed enough here that 
I can't in I can say in good faith this was a good showing for him. This was Definitely. and just I mean stopping here, but even not including any of the last ten, like any others uh, outside of that that have your interest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe that, that island too. Maybe that island too, just out of high curiosity, maybe, and then uh, uh, high on life, just because it's on Game Pass. But but yeah. that's like I get to try it no matter what. But out of those, there's not too many that I would even add to it outside mm -hmm. of all the ones that you've mentioned. Basically, um, maybe add in the Phantom Hellcat mm -hmm. hack and slash. Uh, Warhammer Darktide has my curiosity, and, and that's a Game Pass thing for me, so I'll get right. to try it also. So and uh, probably Marauders. Oddly enough, I, I normally don't really like that style of game, but there's something about that aesthetic that has me kind of curious. It's same thing with uh, Scar and uh, Scar Shabab. Um, yeah, the one. Uh, uh, but yeah, the what was I saying? Oh yeah, Hunt, Hunt Showdown was like interesting concept, not really the best execution, but I want to see people get better at that. So it's mm -hmm. easy to like jump in, jump out of crazy stuff going on. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff is like, as we've always said, if you have two, three or four things, it's a good show. We mm -hmm. have about 10 to 15 choices out of here mm -hmm. that like any of them could be the next masterpieces or at least really yeah. fun and that's what we're really looking yeah. for here and i don't even think any of these will be masterpieces i just think these are going to be great games i mean <laughs> it's like at, at the very highest yeah. point i just the fact that there's stuff that you can spend your time and find something interesting out of this for whatever you're kind of looking for mm -hmm. is a victory and uh this is definitely a victory for this showcase oh yes and it's it, it needed that uh Kelly needs to constantly remind especially especially now that e3 is coming back because definitely. if e3 comes back and it yeah. turns out good it's like that could be dangerous for him because he came out as a hero when e3 went away and be like yeah at least i'm trying to give you stuff and sometimes developers play their hands well and give him enough that it's going to create excitement other times they're just not going to give him stuff when yeah. Summer Game Fest 2022 is what happens. So, but um, he bounced back really well with this, and I feel he absolutely needs the live audience more than just him standing in a green screen and bringing in a dev and all that. I feel he really does flow with their energy. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I saw that this time more so than years past. Exactly. So it, it made the thing feel like pays better. Obviously, we're gonna have a Game Awards later uh, later this year. Last year's Game Awards was both the best and worst show that he's had because he had really great announcements. And then, uh, because that's when we got Star Wars Eclipse, that's when we got Alan Wake 2, and, and a bunch of others, the Wonder Woman game. He likes packing some of that, but he really jumped the shark with the ads in that one. Because remember, it was like that the last hour of that show was like so many ads that you didn't even uh, know if it were reveals. It was like completely lost, loses yeah. you. Because you were like, all right, I got to sit here for a minute to find out if this is a game or an ad. Exactly. So. Oh, man. And also, Hail Hellblade 2 was uh, gameplay oh, was shown there, and that looked that, amazing. Yeah. So I would hope that, again, in the, in the in the spirit that he listens to criticism, I would hope that he tones down the, the ads for that one because if it wasn't for that, that Game Awards would have been a massive success just based on the announcements because he had not had that good announcements in a while so and with that paul that concludes in the, the quote-unquote news section of this show which was just a recap of yesterday Basically. and uh but it was a lot of meat so the game releases for august the week of august 28th to september 3rd paul like next week is september can you believe it no yeah so <laughs> destroy all humans 2 reprobe comes out on playstation 5 xbox series x and s and uh, Xbox One and PC on August 30th. 
Uh, that's the remake for the second Destroy All Humans game. Immortality, I don't know what this is. Is this coming uh, to Xbox Series X and S, PC, iOS, and Android? I would assume if it's just an Xbox. This was, uh, it's an FMV game, kind of like that one interview game where you mm -hmm. watch all that stuff. Oh, okay. There's something to do about you're watching this character going through life, but it's like with live action people. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga Collection, comes out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on August 30th. Tiny Can also comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on August 30th. They briefly showed this actually at the, um, the showcase just yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, some gameplay of it, that is. Yeah, trying to remember Tiny Can. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was in like one of the, the quick glimpses of kid. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the next, and then on. September 1st, Ooblets comes out on Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Then on September 2nd, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R comes out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Also on September 2nd, LEGO Brawls comes out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Also on September 2nd, Made in Abyss, Binary Star Falling into Darkness comes out on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. And... Finally, but certainly not least, The Last of Us Part 1 comes out on PlayStation 5 on September 2nd. This week is packed. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff for just about anybody that's looking for something. Um, I I mean, I'm still going to be working through a lot of stuff that I've already got rather than maybe Last of Us Part 1. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a, that, one's a, that, that one's the guaranteed for this week for me. Definitely. There's there's a few in here. Like, I know the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure crew has been looking for this one because that came out on the Switch, I believe, mm -hmm. recently. Um, but it was not going to... I don't know. There was something about it that, like, a version of that came to the Switch first and now it's coming to everything yeah. else. I don't remember. I wonder if that's that same game or if this is just a fighting game. It's one of the two. Uh, I think it's uh, the fighting game. Yeah. Um, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, with yeah, with a name like All Star Battle R. I bet you top R is the. Uh, uh, you know that's uh. Yeah, fighting <laughs> by CyberConnect too. Um, the Cowbunga Collection for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know people have been looking forward to that for a long time. Yeah, this is a year where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fans from that like that style of game are eating out good. Of the caves, that's for yeah. sure. Because I <laughs> thought that was gone after the. Uh, the live action movies happened mm -hmm. um coming full circle with that one yes because <laughs> uh, we were talking about live action versus animation uh -huh. but uh destroy all humans too i sh shocker i've never actually played any of that but it so looks like destroy, a game yeah enjoy. i think destroy all humans one is on game pass right now let me yeah because that that came out as the remaster of whatever last year mm -hmm. yeah um Okay, so cool. So this is going to be the follow-up to that. How many of those did they make? They made two, and there's rumors that because they're doing this two, they might do a third one, finally, because the third one was always planned but never came to... Well, this is the opportunity for them to strike while the iron's hot, that's for sure, because yeah. I know a lot of people who didn't get the opportunity to play the old ones, which was back in PS2 uh, era, now is <clears throat> getting into the series, so that's all primed and ready for them to announce a third one. Mm -hmm. yeah. So good for them. So yeah, the Struggle Humans is available right now. The original remake is, is available on Game Pass. So, cool. I want to hear what the people say because this, I, it's so funny. Saints Row, um, Saints Row, mm -hmm. and the Struggle Humans Two Repro are literally a week apart from each other, and they're both from Embracer. So, oh, I wonder if the Struggle Humans Two is gonna come out on top as the king of the two of those because, yeah, Saints Row again will. Let's talk about it. I kind of want to try. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm so starved for new games, Paul, that I'm kind of want to see if, if it, because 
I've been following Paul Tassi and he's having a good time with it. And yep. it's like, oh, uh... I have at least one other person, one of my friends from the GameStop days is talking about how much she's loving it. Uh, so I was like, crap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's kind of janky and the driving's a little weird sometimes, but it's like funny. I was like, oh, that's, that does sound kind of fun, for, especially for a Saints Row game where yeah. it's like, that's part of the point. Should we? Uh... That's what our arrangement's for. <laughs> That's what it is. So yeah, I mean, so, I'm willing to take the plunge since same, we're going to be splitting same, it. But, same. Uh, let's we'll split talk it. About let's, that. let's try to at least try bad games sometimes. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's. Uh, <laughs> you never, you goes. never know. But and with that, Paul, that concludes this week's episode. So where can people find you? As always, y'all can find me at Dork of Art on Twitter. I've been posting some latest uh, sketches and random things because I realize the algorithm likes when I do things normally, whether or not it's good effort. So <laughs> I'm just going to try to throw random things at the uh, algorithm to see what works. Lately, it was uh, Aloy and my favorite outfit for from Horizon Forbidden West. And yeah. I'm so happy you beat things. that game. I'm just so happy you beat that game. I'm, I'm glad like I was it. able to enjoy that. You almost uh, lost me with the running speed of the raptor thing, yes. the, whatever they're called. But uh, being able to fly the pterodactyl was just... Mm. And that you and saved so much... Being able to call uh, it anywhere is Yeah, and, and on top of that, you saved so much of your... Uh, whatchamacallit... Uh, so much side activities that you could go potentially go back to and you can you, you can justify flying I can play like 70% of the game now basically <laughs> because I mainline yeah. most of I it. I did it the the opposite way. I did everything before I could fly. So by the time I, wow. I got the fly, I only had the final spot, did the final things. See, that's um that ability is what I was really hoping something like Death Stranding was going to have where it's like, all right, it's sci-fi. There's got to be some kind of flying car at the end of the game that you can get, right? Yeah. Just like Final Fantasy 15, but alas, we didn't get that one. So yes. I'm glad that I got what I was hoping for out of this one. Yes. Great game that should have come out last year to win game of the year. So Definitely. Uh so you can find your Darker Fart on Twitter or else uh, that's about it for right yeah. now. Where do they find you? And they can find me at Twitter at A underscore Dorsegovia on Instagram at uh, Alejandro Segovia 93 and my written content at thecriticalcorner.com. I'm getting close to finally writing my other long piece. So I'm getting close to finishing Crash. Yeah, because that's going to be... Um, all Naughty Dog games. Yeah, uh, your dissertation yes. thesis for your doctorate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right, well, I'm looking forward to that. And besides that, I think that's everything. Yeah, so everyone, uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, we're getting close to fall now, so start getting start getting ready to bundle up if you're in the cold places, as they're in tropical places. We just have to suffer rain. We'll look so. for uh, maybe late December at the best, Chief. That's about all I can hope <laughs> yes. for. And uh, remember... Press X. To play. Good night, everybody. Hasta luego. <laughs>